Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Twelve oh six in St. Louis, live at the Kirkwood Studios. Five night of the fan, Martin Kilquin, midday grind, taking up till one o'clock with the hard line. Cards play baseball in Pittsburgh. Starting the, I was going to say they're on the road every year to begin the season, and then Brian just mentioned, well, in 2017, they started at home. Well, I looked it up because you mentioned. Um, they're always on the road to start the season. They usually are. I mentioned in uh, at the end of the day last Thursday, because I think you had mentioned that it seems like they start on the road a lot to start the year. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Chicago, From 07 Mets. to 09, they were, opening day was at home, those three years. Since then, it's happened twice. And that was 2011, and then in 2017. So since 2009, they've only begun the season at home twice. Twice, And it seems like, I didn't look this up, but I don't remember it very often being three at home, three on the road, and then you're home. It always seems like there's a bit of a lengthy road trip of six games or so. And then they're home. Like, this is late in the second week. They're finally having their first home game on Thursday. And not to go Douglas on you, a lot of weird scheduling in April. They do this all the time because of rain and snow and crappy weather. That You have the extra day off. But the Cardinals have an off day Tuesday, and then they have an off day Friday. And that's wrong. There should be no off days on Friday during the baseball season. <sighs> I guess you had to have that window because your home opener is Thursday, and if it rains and you have the chance to do it on Friday. So I understand why they did. It's just sort of weird to look at the schedule. Okay, real off quick, two. first pitch about to happen. How many strikeouts today for the Cardinals offense? Chris Archer on the mound. At the end of if the I game. If I set the number at 11 and a half, what do you take? I'll take the under. Just because I always play the odds of due or overdue, like oh, to go against they're the They're overdue trend. for contact. That's what Martin overdue. is saying. Who's the star of their face? Chris, Chris Archer, Archer, who we all pine for. Go with, I'm going to go with over. He's, yeah, he's a strikeout pitcher. By the way, uh, I was talking about in the break, Derek Gould was responding to a couple reporters talking about the Cardinals never opening at home. He said they prefer, they prefer fewer April games and don't prioritize opening. They'd rather have Cubs weekends, home games in June, July, and August. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. Also, you don't want to be playing, you know, going up against the Blues in the playoffs. I had also heard that the Ooh, I like that the uh, well, God, we know we problem. know the Rams didn't want to have to compete with the Cardinals because they're like popular and stuff. <laughs> they win. Well, try. but I also heard that in the building that they. Never mind that extra week in terms of getting ready and whatever. I guess weather-wise, too, it buys you a little more time. So, Cards Pirates. And then on Thursday, of course, it is the home opener, Manny Machado. In the Nobody talks about Machado. Isn't it crazy 
he and Harper were the two guys that the focus of the whole offseason, who's getting $300 million, who's getting $400 million, whatever it is, hasn't it all been about Bryce Harper and the Phillies? Granted, part of that was the game of the, the world, as John Rooney calls it. It's the game of the world tonight on ESPN, and it was all about Bryce Harper last night. But I feel like the, there's been very little Machado discussion. Three because, for 15, five strikeouts. The Padres did go three and one. But he's however. in San Diego, yes. and it's like it doesn't exist. The other guy goes to the East Coast. He was a bigger name. I understand that. But it's it's not even apples to apples. It's all about Bryce Harper, especially on ESPN. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I realize that. All right, he here's what I think we should do. He got booed in game one, though. Like, how can you not cover that? He got booed in game one. Of a 13-year contract. That's amazing. That's fun. That's the way it's supposed That's to be. That's so good. That, that was almost guaranteed, I would say. <laughs> All right, so Cardinal fans who are angry, this would be fun. On Twitter, give me your takeaway. Give me your honest takeaway. Opening weekend in Milwaukee, what's fair? Because a number of the responses last night, and by the way, mostly I'm sarcastic. So when Never. I So when I said Bruce Pearl makes a Final Four, what a feel-good story. I can't tell you how many responses I got that said, no, not at all. Illinois fans can't stand him. What are, you, are you serious? Bruce Pearl, feel-good story. I'm like, oh, it was a joke. It was a joke. So when I mentioned Marcelo Zuna should be pulled late in every game, that wasn't a joke. So you have to – I almost need a little icon that indicates Like an sarcasm. asterisk? Like Barack Obama would sign his B.O. if it was his tweet. I think Mayor Slay would have his initials at the end. I need some sort of indication, not sarcastic. Well, like if you're reading in Spanish, they'll have the exclamation point or the upside down question mark at the beginning of the sentence. So you know how the tone of that sentence. Is it excitable? Is it a question? That's how you're trained to read that. So, yeah, we need like a Martin Kilcoin signal or key at the beginning of every tweet to let you know, all right, this is serious, Martin, or this is Art, sarcastic Martin. But I was being serious about Ozuna, and it just led to a lot of reaction. Cardinal fans after losing three of the first four in Milwaukee. And it's not just you lose three of the first four. It's because it's the Brewers, who a lot of folks may have forgotten, ended your season last year. Yes. That final week you were at home, you had three straight against the Brewers. There was so much optimism. Remember, all the young kids, this was their first chance to kind of do it. The big stage, Mike Schultz taking this team possibly back to the playoffs. And they didn't just lose, they melted. Remember the three-game series, they melted at home against the Brewers. And now you go up there to open the season, Christian Yelich, the guy they got, you got Ozuna, which we should clarify. And friend of the show, Chris Pelican, texted in. So you have to remember, it wasn't until after the Ozuna deal that Yelich was very vocal about, I want to get out of here, that the Marlins had been on the record as saying, they would keep Yelich because his deal was club-friendly. That it was basically, even though they're cheap in Miami, it was money they could handle. So maybe that's, to be fair, the Yelich coming here, it wasn't either or. You weren't being offered Ozuna or Yelich. However, the optics, they got Yelich, you got Ozuna. The team that swept you at Bush last year, that is the defending champion, even if they don't know how to hang a banner and unveil it on opening day, that's the team that took three out of four. So I get that people are upset. But the reaction on Sunday was bullpen stinks, <laughs> rotation stinks, Ozuna stinks. I mean, like, they hate everybody. It was beautiful. They hate everybody. Oh, it was awesome. Other than Paul Goldschmidt. It was great. 
Which, by the way, the Cardinals are one and zero when Goldschmidt hits three homers. That's true. If you, know? that, you know, if eighty nine more times, they'll make the postseason. If Goldschmidt hits three home runs, the Cardinals win. You can take it to the bank. Um, so, give me something on Twitter. Uh, not on Twitter, on text. So I've already seen the Twitter reaction on the text on eight five five two eight two eighty two fifty five. Just to take away from the weekend, I thought the way Schilt handled the bullpen for the most part, I agreed with the game they were going to lose. You saw Leon and Brebbia and, and, and Gant. they pitched well. Yeah, that's probably one of the more encouraging things coming out of the weekend. Is the guys you're not counting guys on? Guys who you think are right. I mean, Gant maybe kind of counting on, but I think you last year people soured on myself included. Soured on Leon. I think you were sold that he was going to be better than he. Ended he was up. the closer on day yes. one. He was. I think you were told he was going to be better than he really was. But yesterday was just disappointing because it went to script entirely entering the seventh inning. You got a home run from Carpenter and Goldschmidt. Power led led the offense, which is you had I think three home runs. Yes, which I think is what you would expect. And then you entered the seventh inning with the lead with Reyes Miller in Hicks at the ready. And all offseason, we thought that's how you win. And that's how you're going to beat the Brewers and the Cubs and how you're going to take the Central Division. And then it just crumbled so quickly in front of you. All of a sudden, a three-run lead became a one-run lead, lead, and then you don't even get an out in the ninth inning before you lose the game. So very disappointing, disheartening. And it just gives the Brewers a little bit more of that gusto that I guess they're already carrying. They hate the Cubs in St. Louis, in Milwaukee. They used to hate the Cardinals. I think it's probably still some despise, but it's all about the Cubs up there for them. And now here they are sitting on top of the division after the opening weekend. Yelich is at bat in the ninth. Here's a strategy question, and I think it's a fair debate. Yelich is ahead in the count, 2-0. You never put the winning run on second base. Mike Schilt's answer to Rick Hummel postgame was, if there had been two outs, I would have thought of it. I like to manage against you, as Tony would say. <laughs> I think at that point, my odds are, and somebody made this point on Twitter, the runner was already in scoring position because Yelich was at the plate. That's the thing. And Yelich was in left field. So, I think at that point, maybe you, maybe you see what happens on the first pitch. Maybe you're feeling a little bold. But once it gets to 2-0, and I almost as that third pitch was released – Dan McLaughlin was saying, we're at the point here, I think you got to think about walking it because it's 2-0. What's Hicks going to do on 2-0? He's going to put it right down the middle. Yes. He has to. And what is Yelich looking for? Because it's Hicks, probably some high heat right down the middle. So I think if Schild had done that, had walked Yelich, and they lost because of it, would you have been upset with that move? I think you could no. explain it and say, listen, at that point, our best move Plus, it gives you a force out at every bag. I understand there's only one out, but I think at that point you got to do it. I think also because you expect Hicks to be a, a strikeout pitcher, so I think maybe you're hoping he gets he's able to strike a guy out, and then you can go That's on from the there. Weird deal with him that he's not a high strikeout. Still trying though. to figure it out, I guess. I thought it was weird that they, if that was indeed the decision in the seventh inning, to unintentionally, intentionally walk Yelich with Miller on the mound because I thought that was why you, one, acquired Miller and also why you would put him in that game. I think it's weird to then tell him to throw four balls to lead off in at bat in his first batter of the game and then expect him to then revert to throwing strikes and getting out because that's kind of when the game kind of got away from them a little bit where, one, they scored two runs, 
yes, you're still leading, but two runs are scored. And then two, that resets the lineup and allows Yelich to bat again in the ninth inning. Other than that, you Great had weekend. A, you had well, only one error, and it went to Goldschmidt, who's nope. your best player at a he had an error. That's the only error in the four games. No bad series. base running from what I recall. Nothing that really was just trying to be positive last couple of years. Look at bad you. base running. Because this is the team that you reversed your wet blanket status. That's before I, I knew that uh, their offensive philosophy was to limit contact. And just strike out all yes. the time. I do think in Milwaukee, because that thing, it wasn't quite like Coors Field, but the balls were flying. It was no excuse because it's to the benefit of both sides. There's no doubt about it. But they say in Milwaukee that if the roof is closed and those giant windows they have, those sliding patio doors in the back, they said when those are open and the roof's closed, the ball flies. So you think springish, summer, the roof's going to be open. So I think that's going to slow down a little bit. I honestly think, I know there's some concern about because neither Mike Liston pitched well, Flaherty didn't pitch well, Hudson got rocked. I think the Brewers are just built perfectly for that ballpark. And I think that goes to a lot of credit to the front office. It's just mashers in a ballpark that encourages mashing. So I think all year that's going to be an issue. It was an issue last year, and it was an issue back in 2011 where the Cardinals overall did not play especially well at Miller Park, and the Brewers played exceptionally well at home until that October. That's Even that NLCS, they just outslugged right. Beat the snot out. Yes. And I remember David Freeze saying, oh, man, we love playing at the keg. Players love batting up there. And, of course, it's going to be closed in October. I think the ball's Joe Strauss might have told me that the reason why it's that empty center field area, that batter's eye, batter's eye. you just see the ball so unbelievably well off of that because it's dark and the ball just kind of glows coming towards home plate. So I think that's why judge more this series and the following series for starting pitching is what I'm going to suggest. Sounds like we need a better batter's eye. It's that simple. Uh, any cards fans that are not on the ledge, I'm sure there's a few of you out Yelich there. Yelich is the new poppy. I was thinking that. Just why are you pitching to Well, I said you got to give him the Barry Bonds treatment, and as soon as I put that out there, I thought, wait a minute. Barry Bonds, it's poppy because we dealt with that yep. in 2013 where basically you have – they walked him a ton over the weekend. He was still 6 for 12 with eight RBIs. Four home runs, and I think it was five or six walks. I forget. But at this point, you're looking to walk the guy every time up. And I think your outfield production on your list of concerns, you know, everybody knew that Fowler was a question mark. How big will the bounce back year be? Bader's not going to be a huge offensive guy. And left field Ozuna, his average is good. He's getting base hits. But he doesn't appear to be a big power guy. We know all about the defense out there. You're not going to be able to sustain with an outfield that can't hit. I mean, you're no. in your corner outfield, especially. And then you have Jose Martinez, who gets the start the other day. And Bob Ramsey made the point. How rare is it that a guy's good enough to hit to hit third in your lineup, but he's not good enough to play every day? Isn't that bizarre? It is, if you just think of it that way. He's a number three hitter. Wow, he must be one of your better hitters. Oh, yeah, by far. When does he play? Oh, not very often. You don't really have a spot for him. How many teams have an outfield, or how many successful teams, how about, have an outfield where on some days, two out of the three you don't want playing late? Right. <laughs> That's not, look at Houston, look at Boston. That's not a recipe for a success where, like, what do you do? Let's just say it's September and Ozuna's still on the team, 
and it's a 3-3 game against the Cubs or the Brewers, and you're thinking, well, we need Ozuna's bat, but we don't want his glove. How do you handle that? Well, and there's there's no surprise factor here because John Mozeliak made the comments in October about the conditioning and the workout and the shoulder and all of that stuff. Remember what he said about Ozuna. He said, you can lead him to water, you can't make him drink. Basically called him out for how his approach would need to be during the offseason. Then we got to the winter warm-up, and they said, well, it looks like I'm going to have to bop down. Right. Famous is I'm going to bop down to the Dominican because he's not doing his work. Well, spring training's in a month. Okay. In Florida, where we had preferred, basically they said, can we get you in Florida? And the answer was no. So then he goes down to see him. And then early in the spring, we're like, well, he, he threw a nice ball to second. I mean, the, the, the bar was so low. So nobody should be surprised right now that Ozuna. But he looks fat. Looks limited. Now, that was Frank's take, and Frank got... I wouldn't say chastised for that, but maybe there was a little bit of a blowback. Okay. And then imagine and how bad and then the commission would came be. swinging in, just right. like, Well, yeah, kind of. Imagine right. how it's, bad it's, 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 it's would look so. in left field if he were out of shape. This is in shape, Marcelo Zuna, we're patrolling told, right. left right now. Oh my god, what a disappointment! I mean, in I'm not saying this year because it's so early, but just the player you were getting. Remember how ecstatic everybody was. 37 homer guy, 100-plus RBIs, huge monster 2017 season. Gold glove. You know, this guy's a gold glover. And I didn't watch a lot of Marlins games, i got to be honest. I mean, only Craig Mish watches a lot of Marlins and Cardinal <laughs> Not games. Not people in Miami, but. And this guy won a gold glove. We said it all last year. Well, he won a gold glove, but that was before he was injured. And maybe that's all there is to it. But it doesn't exactly look like a guy who's getting after it, to be fair. Uh, Cards Padres on Thursday. We'll continue our coverage. In fact, Hoff, we've got special coverage. We for do. You. Martin starting on April 3rd, 1 to 3. And again, Thursday, April 4th, from 5 to 7 in the morning, 1 to 3 in the afternoon on April 3rd. 5 to 9 to the fan will be airing the countdown to the home opener for the 2019 season. It'll feature interviews from the Tim McKernan Show with guests like Dexter Fowler, John Mozeliak, Mike Schilt, and more. Thanks to the following sponsors for making this possible the Angry Beaver. Sports Bar, the same feel of your local neighborhood bar. It's a great place to hang out before, during, or after every Cardinals game. Located at 730 South Broadway, just a few blocks away from Baseball Heaven. JMH Law Firm. If you're getting in trouble with the law, it's never fun, but you might as well have the best criminal defense lawyer in St. Louis behind you. That's Joe Harvath. And the JMH Law Firm. Give them a call today at 314-827-6222 in Lakeside Roofing. They've built a solid reputation as one of reliability trusts High-quality work and competitive prices. Lakeside Roofing features the finest quality roofing materials, and they provide expert installation. Find them online at lakesideroofing.com. Also one of our great sponsors, Offenberg Hyundai, celebrating their 30th anniversary, the original Hyundai dealer in this area. That happened back in 1989. And since then, that Hyundai brand has come a long way. They've hired the top designers, the top engineers. Pretty tough to win the North American Car of the Year. Think of all the cars being produced. Well, Hyundai grabbed that title twice. Did it with the Genesis. Did it again with the Elantra. So these are great vehicles, great warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile manufacturer's warranty. Hyundai was the first to roll that out. But when we talk about Offenberg, you know that name. It means you're going to get great service before, during, and after the sale. They continue to track that. It's something they're very proud of. And they will make sure you get great service again before, during and after. OffenbergHyundai.com is their website. Greenmont Road is the exit. O'Fallon, Illinois, Highway 64, really about 10 minutes from downtown St. Louis. 
a short ride to a great deal. That's not just a slogan. It's a fact. Also, pre-owned vehicles on the lot. And beyond that, you got a car you found online or got an idea. Maybe you just did a little research. You know the year, the make, the model. Let them know. They will find the car for you. I've had them do that for me. It's that simple. You tell them what you're looking for. They'll find it. They'll get it. All part of the great service at Offenburg Hyundai. Again, on the web at OffenburgHyundai.com. Blues home for four games. Three of the four are this week. The tonight, it's Colorado. It's four this week. Only one is on the road at Chicago. Four games, three at home. Still a chance to win a division title. Still a chance, at minimum, to host next week games one and two in a seven-game series with the Nashville Predators. Stunning turnaround for the Blues again tonight. Colorado is in town. Vince Dunn, overtime winner in thrilling fashion. Three seconds left. And it was interesting to hear Chris Kerber talk about it because I've wondered, you're on the ice. It's a little different in basketball. The guy's dribbling. You'll see him look up at the clock while he's dribbling. When you're a hockey player and it's overtime, you know you're aware it's late in the game. It's late in the overtime. You can't really stare at the clock. So guys are just yelling, go, go. He scored with three seconds left to beat the clock and to beat the Devils. 3-2 final. Blues take two, uh, one of two over the weekend. They actually clinched on Friday despite losing their game. Uh, so I think it's a little more fun to celebrate the playoff appearance by getting a win. They did that against the Devils. And now here we are, final week of the regular season. Final four is set. I think Frank is correct in saying it'll be the lowest rated final four in a long time. Because I think it's the brands. Auburn's a great football school. Sure, they had Charles Barkley. They had Chuck Person. But Auburn's not a huge name like a North Carolina, Kentucky, Duke, the Blue Bloods. So Auburn's in there for the first time ever. Texas Tech, it's a great story. How about their coach, Chris Beard? Remember his story about three, four years ago? He took the UNLV job. That's a good job. He quit after two weeks. But the only reason he did is because the Texas Tech job opened. Now, what's your blink on that? Better basketball job. What's your blink? Isn't it UNLV? Probably UNLV. Just because of their history, they've got a lot more history it's probably there. Probably easier to recruit to Vegas. Also, you're not in Lubbock. You yeah. get to live in Vegas. Like, so Lubbock, dude, like, dude, Raider Rash is real. Um, so yeah, I go UNLV. your blink is, why in the hell did this guy? And at the time, I remember it. You know, it's a sports headline that comes out. You're thinking, why would this guy do that? Well, he had been an assistant for ten years. At Texas Tech. He'd been there during the Bobby Knight era as well in Lubbock. So he had an attachment to the school. That's why. And I got to think the Texas Tech's going to be paying him a little bit more. Maybe because they said, we want you. Yeah. We didn't know you were taking that UNLV job. But so Tech's in it for the first time ever. Final four. Michigan State's there for the 10th time. Although people, even though they're a big name, isn't it weird? They're not a blue blood like Kansas, Kentucky. Part of it is their style, I guess, and they don't always have the marquee talent that Carolina or Kentucky has. They're considered a non-blue blood, but they've been there 10 times total, eight under Tom Izzo. And then Virginia, the ultimate Boo. in redemption. Come on. Boo. Boring. Did they, they played an enter- the Purdue game was entertaining. That was, not, that was not a boring game. I'm telling you, Hoff, they got out in, fr- they got out in front in transition and actually threw an alley-oop in boring. transition. They're boring. That's incredible. That shot to that force OT. Hoff, thrilling. Listen, really? I, I hate I hate slow basketball as much as the next guy, but this Virginia team is 
at least playing with a little bit of get up and go at times. But keep in mind, Michigan State defensive minded historically. Texas Tech's one of the better defensive teams in the country, and now you throw in Virginia, you could end up with a national championship, fifty-two to forty-nine or something God, like that, <laughs> possibly. But you got to give Virginia credit. You get bounced one year by a sixteen seed. The embarrassment that goes with that. And you carry that for the entire next year. And how do you respond? You come back and you go to the final four. That's a pretty good story. And granted, I like the Bennett family. So I was pulling for them. Brad Soderbergh's a good guy. He's also classy. St. Louis U tweeted out there, congrats to Brad Soderbergh. He's a guy that they actually fired, but it's been a long time. So I was happy for Virginia. Now, Auburn, I was not rooting for because it's Bruce Pearl. Why don't you like Bruce Pearl? There's a lot on the resume not to like. Illinois fans will never forgive him. Because he turned in Illinois. He was an assistant at Iowa. And he turned them in for some, uh, I don't know if it was alleged, but cheating violations recruiting Deion Thomas. So you're thinking at that point, boy, this Bruce Pearl, he's just kind of a goody two-shoes. He thinks it should be by the book. He plays by the rules, right? He's going to turn people in. He must be the guy that plays by the rules. And in fact, well, (sighs) tends to be a little slippery. Now, some of the Tennessee stuff, was silly, but it's it's again it's where there's smoke, there's fire, and now at Auburn they're being investigated. There's a guy, I think Gordo a little clip on this, who's sort of a recruiter, one of those AAU kind of people that's always kind of on the fringes that the NCAA and I, maybe even the FBI is looking into, who's a friend of the Auburn program. Anyway, Bruce Pearl always seems to be a step away from an NCAA, but uh, either an investigation or a violation. But I love the fact they had to go through, we could just call it the cheater's bracket. We always say that the the committee will deny it, but they do certain games. I mean, Patino's kid facing Louisville in the tournament, come on, come on. There's always matchups like this. Do you think there's any chance that they said, let's take North Carolina, you know, the famous cheating scandal where they kind of didn't do homework, like hundreds of kids, and they, they like fake. They had basically like a fake school going Yeah, but while. they never admitted to it, so it's okay. Never admitted to it, so they got away with it. Kansas is currently dealing, and Bill Self, is, if he was here on the hot seat, he'd probably admit it, that it's a little uncomfortable right now with the whole shoe scandal. They're attached to that. And then Kentucky and Coach Cal, I think it's fair to say Coach Cal's had a few issues along the way. So Auburn, to their credit, they took out Blue Bloods, Kansas, North Carolina, and Kentucky. That's an impressive run. Is there any chance the selection committee said, God, Kansas and their thing that's going on, oh, North Carolina, that's still some bad press. Boy, Kentucky and Coach Cal, they they could get there, but it could be vacated. Boy, Bruce Pearl and his, his stuff. And let's just throw them all into one region. Do you think there's any chance that was a cheater's bracket that they sort of assembled Knowing at minimum only one could get through. It's actually not a bad theory. I, I, yeah, I can get behind Kansas, that. That Carolina, makes a lot of Kentucky. Sense. Yeah. Although those are all blue bloods in recent years, and with Coach Cal, not all recent years. There's a little something there, hanging attached to their programs, and then Bruce Pearl takes them all down. So I'm going to call that the cheaters bracket. I think that's fair. And we're all about only being fair. Arizona would have made the tournament. We would have had that. They would have been the ultimate benchmark for what is the cheaters bracket. And or Sean is Miller, there a, and Sean a Miller is bracket? still the coach, right? Still sweating. Yep. Still the coach. Yeah, he's still probably. Yeah, he's still probably one of those guys who doesn't check his mailbox with a lot of confidence every morning. Right. Checks his phone. 
Like, yeah. The AD. When the AD says to Sean Miller, hey, call me. If there's anyone right now who hates the whole robocalling thing happening in America, Sean Miller might be very happy. His phone's ringing. Every constantly. time his phone listens to a, a, a zip code, he doesn't know. Like, nah. Triad Bank brings you Take It to the Bank. You can do it online at 855-282-8255. It's a classic Martin Monday asking for text. We don't always read them, but we will. We'll keep an eye on it. Level of interest in the Final Four, do you agree with Frank that it's way down just because of some of the programs that are there? You don't have the Dukes, the Kentuckys of the world. They didn't make it there. Also, anything positive out of the Cardinal Week, I guess other than Goldschmidt, that's the obvious. Other than Goldschmidt, anything positive out of the Cards weekend? Or just your, it doesn't have to be positive. Your, is it is it panic mode already? Do you really think the bullpen's terrible? Do you really think the starting pitching's terrible? Do you really think Ozuna's terrible? And right now people are saying, um, yeah, yeah, I do. And one point was made to me yesterday that said, this is just a repeat of what we've seen for the last three years where you're sold a bill of goods and it's just not there. And I think Cardinal fans have uh, you know, a little reason to be nervous. Hoff, by the way, you're over under today on strikeouts. I said it at 11 and a half. And they struck out twice in the first yes, inning. Yes. Which means they're on pace for 18. So currently, your over is looking pretty good. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's also 3 nothing Pirates in the first inning. Wayne will get it back like in the yeah. fourth inning. Adam and Wainwright. He'll talk about that after the game. Struggling a little bit here. Not doing play by play. Just an update. Scoreboard update. Cardinals are trailing 3 nothing in uh, Pittsburgh. In the first inning. But take it to the bank is what you get to do. It's brought to you by Triad Bank. They're located in Frontenac, one block west of Lindbergh on Clayton Road. You can find them on the web at triadbanking.com. They are the neighborhood friendly bank. If you're not satisfied with the service you're getting, stop by and see our friends at Triad Bank. And also, business owners looking to expand, make sure you talk to Jim Regna and his team because... They're all from St. Louis, so when you apply and talk to them about expanding your business, they know what it's like to get things done in our town. Make sure you talk to them before you talk to the big national banks who are going to call up to L.A. or New York and mess around with those folks. How about a decision that's being made in St. Louis? That's the way to get things done. Triadbanking.com, and again, in person, in Frontenac, great folks. Stop by and see them. The friendly confines it is. Triad Bank. And Hoff, I know you're getting depressed about the Cardinals, and you probably should. Yes. How about a word about two men in a truck? Uh, Martin, if you are looking to uh, to extend your career, because uh, they're actually hiring now at two men in a truck, they're the people to call. Because uh, they're your next career move. They're now hiring motivated movers and driver supervisors. Two men in a truck is perfect if you are a college student looking for a summer job. The year's almost wrapping up. Or if you need some flexibility. They offer great benefits and a fun work environment as well. They promote from within. So if you are passionate, driven, and have a knack for customer service, now is the time to apply. Just visit careers.twomenandatruck.com to fill out an application today. All right, we'll take a quick break. It is the Monday edition of the Midday Grind here on 590 The Fan. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.